Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. We're in the middle of a series called Family Vibes. I haven't preached in two weeks, so y'all in trouble, all right? We had Pastor Travis Lynn two weeks ago. Last week, we had Pastor Lindsay Bosma. Come on, somebody. And I want to tell you one more thing, too, all right? I'm ADD. It's terrible, okay? If you're new here, it's about as good as it gets. But uh, my wife just came back from Denver, Colorado, yesterday. She got the privilege to speak three sessions to over 650 ladies in the, in the Denver area. God used her. God set people free. God was healing people. Women were getting water baptized. I mean, it was cray-cray. It was insane. And she got to share the stage with recording artist Kim Walker-Smith. Come on, somebody. Spirit breaker. Okay. And... Uh, uh, I'm so proud of her, but how many know when you're an open and willing vessel, God's going to say, I'll use you. I'll use you. That she doesn't get credit, God gets all the credit. So we're in the middle of a series called Family Vibes, and we've had many different vibes throughout the series. We have today, and then we have one more next Sunday for Big Family Sunday. And the vibe here at Avenue Church, this is by definition a vibe, is a person's emotional state or the atmosphere of a place as communicated to and fell by others. I had a friend one time when my wife and I, we, we got married. I told the story in the very first sermon of the series where we got married. We rented our first home together. And we invited a couple over. And the boyfriend's name was Chaz. Chaz, if you're watching online, can we give up for our online audience? Thank you guys so much for watching today. We're glad you're with us. And Chaz, if you're watching, I love you, bro, all right? And so uh, he kind of toured our quick house. And you know when you're newlyweds, your rental house is like, Walk in, living room, bedroom, kitchen, done, right? Like, quickest tour in the world. It was one story. And, uh, and so Austin Chaz goes, bro, I like the vibe here. It's peaceful. He wasn't white, by the way. But uh, he said, bro, I like the vibe here. It's peaceful. And I said, you know what, Chaz? That's God. That's the presence of God. And so there's a vibe. I want to ask you today, what's the vibe communicated by others of yourself. What's the vibe that you give off? And you see, I believe culture is trying to identify a vibe that is biblical, but they can't put words to it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Culture is trying to say, we want a life-giving vibe. We want an amazing vibe. We want healthy vibe. We, there's a vibe that we want, so we're going to develop offices and buildings, and we're going to put it in a manual. And how many know it's not a vibe you can put into words. It's the living presence of God. But here's the thing is, I love this gift. Somebody gave me this gift last week. But a lot of times our culture says, you know what? I'm sending Positive vibes. How many heard that before, right? I'm sending positive vibes. And every time someone says that, I don't rebuke them or correct them. I just think about Care Bears. How many know about Care Bears? Right? The Care Bears stare, right? They're like, I'm sending positive vibes. All I see is a rainbow coming from their belly, right? Thank you. Like Skittles. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I don't need your positivity. I need the Holy Spirit. And so somebody gave me this shirt this week. I love this shirt. This is my Care Bear Stare shirt, all right? This is my positive vibe, baby. Come on, somebody. I love it. And so I will be rocking this right there. See right there? See, not positive, total positivity right there, all right? And so I love that shirt. But, but the culture is trying to say, I need positive vibe. But what they're really saying is, I need God. I need all that God offers. 
His grace and His mercy. And so tell, the, tell your neighbor the title of my sermon today. It's a life-giving vibe. All right? Turn your neighbor and say, hey, it's a life-giving vibe. It's a life-giving vibe. Turn to your other neighbor you totally just neglected and say, are you life-giving? Are you life-giving? That this is why I love Avenue Church. You can come as you are. You can come in broken. You can come in beaten. You can come in ready to quit, ready to give up. And God's going to send you out on your way with his life-giving presence to say, you know what? I think I can do it another day. I think I can do it another week. I think I can do it through God's praise and God's glory. That's a good place to say amen right there. All right, now I want you to know, your pastor, I'm deaf in this year. I'm hard of hearing this year, so you got to shut me down, all right? I need glasses now, so I'm deaf and blind, all right? I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to preach God's word. Come on, somebody. But I need to know you're there, all right? So you can say amen. Come on, somebody. But we have a life-giving vibe at Avenue Church. A life-giving vibe. I like this vibe I'm feeling right now. Come on, somebody. I might preach better today, huh? Then we'll be out of here by lunch. It'll be quicker. I love the vibe at Avenue Church, but here's a disclaimer. Here's a disclaimer. The vibe at Avenue Church is the Holy Spirit. The vibe at Avenue Church is the Holy Spirit. That's the secret sauce to this whole thing. That what God has done in just two and a half years is incredible. But how many know he's just getting started? How many knows it's all about the Holy Spirit? You can clap right there. Come on, church. It's the Holy Spirit. That we've had many people ask us, how in the world can you serve every weekend and have a new church? The Holy Spirit. How in the world can you serve God every single day? It's the Holy Spirit. How can I go into my workplace and be a witness when nobody believes anything I believe, when they're all negative Nancy's? How? The Holy Spirit. How can you be married, Pastor Jeremy, this month? It's going to be 12 years of marriage. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. Come on. All right, I made it. I made it. How could you be married for 12? Some of you guys are like, oh, all right, calm down. How could you be married for 12 years? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. How can we make a difference in this world? The Holy Spirit. How do you not quit or give up or throw in the towel? The Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is the vibe at Avenue church. And I'm here to tell you, church, we need the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Amen. We need the Holy Spirit to raise our families. We need the Holy Spirit to raise our children. We need the Holy Spirit to have a great marriage. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us. We need the Holy Spirit to talk to us. We need the Holy Spirit on every single daily basis. We need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. And I was praying in my prayer time, I wrote this statement down, that somebody in this room today, you desperately need the Holy Spirit. You need some determination in your life. You need some I will not quit mentality. I need the Holy Spirit to empower me because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I don't know who that's for today, but we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Here's what the Bible says in John chapter 14. And anytime I say Holy Spirit, a lot of people get a little nervous. So I'm going to address that elephant in the room in just a minute, right? You're like, Holy Spirit. Oh, dear God, what kind of church did we just walk into? Where are we today? If you're new here, bear with me. This is what John chapter 14, verse 15 through 17 says. This is Jesus speaking. And Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. I will ask the Father, 
and he'll give you another advocate. An advocate, someone who's going to fight on your behalf. Someone who's going to be there for you. He's going to help you, and he'll be with you forever. Now notice, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to give you an advocate, and it will help you. Jesus said, he will help you. How many know the Holy Spirit is a person? Some of you have a relationship. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He said he will be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The Bible says the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and he will be in you. Now, I love this. This is what the... If you go back and slide through just a minute, it says spirit of truth. Holy Spirit, that word, Holy Ghost, come on, somebody, right? It's a term we've kind of used in the last hundred years. But a Bible word for Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost is actually a Bible word that they would use for, to display the wind beneath my sails. Because they said that's what the Holy Spirit is, breathes life. That's what Holy Spirit is. If I'm down low, like a, like a boat or an airplane, it's going to breathe life and bring me back up. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You know, I was, uh, yesterday we had a great uh, game. I'm a soccer coach. Come on, right? Soccer coach, football. I'm a soccer coach. And I, I, uh, you can put the picture up. I coach uh, uh, seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds. It's awesome. It's like herding cats. So much fun. All right? I've never played soccer, but your boy don't need to know how. Why? Because YouTube, all right? And so I'm the soccer coach. And listen, our record right now, we're four and one, all right? We're four and one. We don't talk about that one, all right? God forgave. He don't remember no more. And so as far as I know, we're undefeated in Jesus' name. But our, our, our score, if you're new here, you're like, what the heck? Right? Our score yesterday was 6 no. right? We killed it. We crushed it, and we were still gentlemen. But here's my team. Now, you see my son right there. He's got the glasses on with the tongue out, with the, uh, giving somebody bunny hairs because he don't know how to act right, right? That's Levi. And so that's my kid. And next to him is his best friend, Liam. Liam. Next to Liam is his little sister, Ivana. She's just a mascot, all right? She tried to play yesterday. She got on the field. And I love seven to eight-year-olds. Even my goalie in the middle of the third quarter, right? They do it by quarters. I don't know, right? And so in the middle of the third quarter, my goalie's like, I'm done, and walks off. I was like, get back in the, get back in the goal. What are you doing? They kicked the ball the wrong way. So much fun. It's amazing. But here's my love. Liam's father, he's from Poland, and his wife's from El Salvador, and he helps me coach the soccer team. Well, Liam kicks the first two goals yesterday. So we're excited. Yeah, come on, Liam. He kicks the first two goals. We come to the sideline. We're high-fiving Liam. And his dad goes, Liam, you're killing it, right? And he goes, yeah. And he turns to me, <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, my dad's going to kill me. <laughs> I said, no, 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 you're killing it. That's a good thing. That's like lit. Uh, that's like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's slang, right? It's, it's lit. It's, it's your, I don't know, you're seven, right? <laughs> but I tell you that story because number one, it's awesome, right? But number two, I believe there's a big misunderstanding when it comes to the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to give you a disclaimer. The Holy Spirit because for some of us, maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you've never heard it before. Maybe you've experienced it. And here's my disclaimer. The Holy Spirit's not weird. People are weird. Can I say that roll out? Can I say this? The Holy Spirit's not weird. People are weird. 
And people have taken something that's so natural, which should be supernatural, they've made it strange. They've made it weird. And I want to encourage you today that the Holy Spirit is someone that's our resource. The Holy Spirit isn't where people are, but he's part of the Trinity. He's a person. He's the wind beneath my wings. So I'm going to give you a real quick teaching on the Holy Spirit. It's not a seminar today, but I'm going to go as quick as I can. I'm going to give you the Spark Notes version. Then Number one, the Holy Spirit, he's my inner voice. He's my inner voice. And he speaks to us on the inside. Now, I wish the Holy Spirit would be like, Jeremy, don't do that. Thank you so much, you know. But the Holy Spirit is our inner voice. He's our inner voice. John chapter 16, verse 8. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regards to sin and righteousness and judgment. Now, remember, this is Jesus saying this. So sometimes we can read this. I used to read this and go, but this is Jesus. The one who died on the cross for our sins. The Bible says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if we're in Christ, we're not condemned, but we are convicted. See, condemnation means, I know what you did last summer, and you can never change. Anyone catch that reference? Okay, I tried. <laughs> condemnation means this is who you are. You can never change. But Holy Spirit convicts and says, hey, there's an area in your life that's keeping you down. There's an area in your life that's weighing you down. There's one area in your life that if, we, if God removed it, you'll begin to experience freedom. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit convicts us in a loving way. He's a gentleman. He's our inner voice. He is somebody that speaks to us. He convicts us. He challenges us. That's why so many people have come to Avenue Church, and when they walk through these doors, they go, they'll turn to their spouse or their friend or whoever brought them and say, did you tell the pastor what I'm going through? How many know what I'm talking about, right? Did you tell him stuff, right? If you come in here angry and I do an anger sermon, you're like, what's going on here? Did he tap my webcam? Does he work for Alexa and Facebook? Like, like, where did this come from? What is that? That's, that's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's saying, in a weird about way, I got to get you to Avenue Church because I need you to learn about me. And you've been asking questions about how can I go deeper in God? That's the Holy Spirit. That's his inner, he's the inner voice inside of us. Number two, he's my teacher. John 14, verse 26. But the counselor... Right? I go to counseling every day. Come on, somebody. The counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. He'll teach you all things. If you've been a Christian for longer than a week, and sometimes we say, I know it all. Here's what I love is the second portion. And he will remind you of everything. He'll remind you of everything. Not only will he teach us all things, but he'll remind us. You know, because it's one thing to have information, but the Holy Spirit brings transformation or a revelation of God's Word that changes us on the inside. I know what God's Word says, but now I've experienced what God's Word says. He's my teacher. He's my teacher. He'll bring revelation to a life-giving text. When you open your Word, you say, Holy Spirit, be my teacher today. I need to know what this Word says, because anytime I read it, it makes no sense. I have no idea what I'm reading. But then the Holy Spirit will begin to take a life-giving message and give you revelation. Next thing you know, you enjoy reading God's Word. You can't wake up in the morning to read God's Word. If you're a millennial, you can't wait to go to bed and read God's Word. Come on, somebody. He's my teacher. Next one is, he's my, he's my guide. And I love this more than anything. He's my guide. John chapter 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide us into all truth. He will guide us into all truth. How many know we need, a, 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 we need, we need some guidance? We need a tour guide on this thing called life, don't we? 
I need someone to guide me in the right career. I need someone to guide me in the right relationship. I mean, I need someone to guide me in the next step I'm going to take. If you're a business leader here, you need the Holy Spirit to guide you into the right business partner, into the right investment. You need the Holy Spirit to guide us and to lead us because we can only live off our emotions for so long. I need someone to guide me. That we asked God two and a half, three years ago, God, you told us to plant a church, now guide us. And God said, wet and wild. It wasn't even built yet. God said, wet and wild. I said, God, you know I don't want to be anywhere with my shirt off. Come on, somebody. And he said, no, southwest part of town. Wet and wild. I need someone to guide us. And listen to me, church. I want to encourage you. This is my instruction. This is my challenge today. That I will always glean or take advice from friends or mentors but I will always allow the Holy Spirit to guide me into all truth. I'm about to take a big step. Did the Holy Spirit tell you? No, my boyfriend did. I'm about to take a big step. Well, who told you? Not my best friend said. Those are great. Those are wonderful. We do life together. We're better together. But will you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you? He's my friend and he's my counselor. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 says the amazing grace of the master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. How many know he is my friend? He is our counselor. He's someone that we do life with. And so I'm going to encourage you today. I want you to write down some points today. As you uh, get a notebook out, get your phones out, check it out Facebook, use that check-in as notes, use Instagram, do whatever you can. But I want to take some notes today, and I want to share today why we need the Holy Spirit. Why we need it in our homes, in our marriage, in our workplace. Why we need the Holy Spirit. I want you to write this down. Number one, so that you are never alone. Now, at Avenue Church, we believe do life together. Get into uh, small groups. Do, do community together. But there's sometimes when you're in your midnight hour and you got no one to call, how many know God will never leave you nor forsake you? The Holy Spirit is with you. You are not alone. You are not alone. And here's a story I want to use. I've been asked God this week. God, do I use Paul? Saul becoming Paul. Do I use Acts chapter 2? There's so many uh, uh, stories of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And God kept bringing me back to Exodus chapter 3. Where here's Moses. Makes a big mistake. Runs away from it all. Goes into the wilderness. I had a little junior high moment right there. Goes into the wilderness. Running from God. And out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. There's a burning bush, a burning bush that just won't burn up. And this is what it says in Exodus chapter 7. The Lord said, so the bush starts speaking. The Lord said, indeed, I have seen the misery. I have seen the misery of my people in Las Vegas. Come on. I've seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their addictions because of their habits, because of their fill-in-the-blank. And I am, and somebody else need to hear this today, this is what the Holy Spirit's like. God is saying, I am concerned about their suffering. God is not mad at you. God is not punishing you. God is mad about you. God hurts when you hurt, and God wants, God is concerned about your suffering. And so I have come down to rescue them. See the symbolism there? I've come down to rescue them. 
from the hand of the Egyptians to bring them out of that land into good and spacious land, the land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Butlites, the Persites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, all the different lights. I have set you free. I like how some of you are smirking. I love that, right? Yeah, I call that, Pastor. I have set you out. And this is what I love. This is many of us right here. Yes, right? Amen. Rescue us. Set us free, God. Yes. And this is what God says. So now you go. So now you go. I am sending you. How many know sometimes in this world, because we don't understand who we are, we have many cheerleaders, but we don't have enough leaders. Right, we're going, yay, God, yay, Jesus. And God's like, send you. I, I, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? I got, I got stuff to do, Lord. This is the 11 a.m. service. Y'all are in trouble, all right? But I want to encourage you today. Jesus says, so now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Moses said to God, who am I? that I should go. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And you know what God's response is? God's, Moses says, God, who am I? And God says, I am the I am. I hate that verse. I was like, I don't know what that means. God didn't answer his question. Yeah, I mean, Moses is like, God, who am I? God's like, I am the I am. And Moses is like, it's not about you right now. It's about me. I need you to tell me who I am. And God's saying, if you want to know who you are, then you got to know who I am. If you want to know God, if you want to know yourself, then you got to know God so you can find freedom. That's a good word right there, huh? Moses, who, God, who am I? And God says, I am your God. You know, um, in elementary school, I live out in the country in North Dakota. So we took a school bus. And uh, I remember one particular day I got off the school bus and there was a bully on the school bus. So the bully come up, and I think he yelled things at me, but I couldn't hear him. Come on, somebody. Thank you for protection, Lord. <laughs> Joke's on you, you know. <laughs> I remember I was walking down the path, and he was saying mean things to me, and then he picked up gravel because there was no um, concrete uh, in the country. So he grabbed the gravel from the road, and he would throw it at me. I put my backpack up and try to dodge him. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I run away from him. I was terrified because he was a lot older than I was. This happened for a couple days, and I told my mom and told my dad. My dad gave me all kinds of terrible advice. He was not a good counselor or a guidance counselor. Yeah. <laughs> but one day I got off the school bus, and I was so scared. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to get on that bus. But I got on that bus, and when I got off, I began to realize, looking for that bully, I began to realize he's in the ditch, way behind me. And I'm going, why is he not on the path like everyone else? He's in the ditch, and he looks terrified. And I'm going, what's wrong with this guy? Like, did something happen? And unbeknownst to me, my brother, who's much older, he's much bigger. Look at my brother and go, bang, right? I mean, he's big. What he did is he drove his car and he waited. And when that bus came, he got out of his car. And he began to walk and follow the bully. So I never knew that behind me, the bully can see my bigger, much older brother. And I began to go, oh, yeah, yeah, what's up? How you doing? Come at me, bro. I got somebody behind me who's my advocate today. I got somebody behind me who is bigger than me. And let me tell you something, church. You have somebody behind you who lives in you that is your advocate, that you're saying, God, who am I? And God says, I 
am. So go. I am. So go. Just like Gideon. Holy Spirit goes, Gideon, I'm going to use you to set my people free. And Gideon says, God, I did a survey, and I found out I'm the weakest in my clan. I am so stinking weak. And God said, perfect, because I am. I am. I am. God is with you. You are not alone. But the problem is we discredit ourselves too much. Just like Moses. I mean, burning bush, think about this. A burning, bu- a, a burning bush is speaking out loud to Moses. And Moses says, I don't know. But the problem is many of us on a, on a weekly basis, we don't believe what God's word says about us. Myself included. Lately, I've had to put scriptures on my phone. I've had to put scriptures in my mirror. I've had to put scriptures where I can see it to encourage myself who I am in Christ. That I'm not alone. I'm going to prove it to you. Ready? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. This is what it says. We'll put it on the screens. For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. You hear that? Super awkward, right? Especially for deaf, uh, deaf guy. I'm like, I just, uh, oh, I'm healed. Okay. I rest my case. You know why? I just read a powerful scripture to you today. So let's try that again, all right? For we are, right, you and me, even if you're here today, first time, this is you, this is us. For we are God's masterpiece. Make it runs off. That's just one, right? We got one over there. All right, we got, we got a man there. We got a runs off. <laughs> Let me try that again. But the problem is we don't believe it. We don't believe it. God is saying, I'm sending you there for Go. He said, God, I'm not your masterpiece. How could you use me, Lord? So let me try that again. For we are God's masterpiece. Come on. For he created us brand new in Christ Jesus to do good works. Listen to me. Church, God resides in me. He's next to me. He's with me. I have the Holy Spirit. He's, I'm God's masterpiece. So we are We are not alone, but number two, he will be with you. He will be with you. For God says to Moses, I am who I am. He is what you are. And say this to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. What does this have to do with God is with you? The I am is with us. Now I'm going to help you out here for a second. I'm going to teach you real quick how to study the Bible. How to study the Bible. How to study the Bible. Now, there's many different ways. There's so many different points. But I'm going to give you Pastor Jeremy Boss's clip notes version of how to study the Bible. Number one, you got to read it. All right? Like, I need to hear from God. Right here. Right here. Living. It's active. It's powerful. Read the Bible. So, so many times, one time I was like, God, speak to me. And I went, mm, right? How I many have done that before, right? Lord, speak to me, Christian karaoke. Ah, since Judas hung himself. I don't think that's your word for my life, God. I don't think that's what you want from me. But I'm going to help you out. I want you to use a powerful resource that we have in this day and age. A lot of times, if you have a topic that you're dealing with, you can go to the back of your Bible, and you can look up that topic, and that topic will give you a, uh, the page that it's on. But I'm going to even take it a step further. You could use a powerful resource called Google. Google.com. And then me, I'm going to help you out. Don't put, I'm feeling lucky, all right? But go on to Google.com. I want you to type in the topic and then follow it up with Bible. 
So put depression, Bible. Put plans, Bible. Put whatever it is in that Google search. And then the, uh, in Google, it'll say, here's a great verse, and then I want you to go to your paperback. I want you to go to your Bible, and I want you to look up where that verse is. Then I want you to read it. Then after you read it, I want you to say, God, what does it mean? I want you to write down what you think it means. So I read in Exodus chapter 3 and verse uh, 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you're to say to Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So write that down. What does that mean? What do I think it means? And don't be afraid to be wrong. Just write it down. This is what I think it means. Then I want you to, number two, ask the Holy Spirit about it. Holy Spirit, give me revelation of what it really means. Tell me what this means. Write down what you think. But then number three, I want you to study it to confirm it. Study it to confirm it. So I brought today my big old Bible, right? This is, my, this is one of my study Bibles. I don't preach this one, all right, because this can scare some people. You're like, praise God, right? And so this is my study Bible. I want to show this to you here. Here's Exodus chapter 3. This portion here is the Holy Scriptures. This is the Word of God right here. Under here, though, is the study Bible, a commentary, theologians. And so I'll go here and I'll go, okay, Exodus chapter 3, verse uh, 14. It said, God says to Moses, I am who I am. So I'm going to look down here. I say ver, uh, chapter 3, verse 14. And I love this. It says, rather than simply answering, my name is the Lord, which would be quite helpful, right? Who are you? I am. the yeah, I am. That's not helping me. But it said, instead of saying, my name is the Lord, as would suffice if Moses asked for only a name. It says, God explains his name to some extent. I am who I am. This is, this is how most English versions render it. But it says here, alternatively, here's a better way. Here's a better way of saying it. I will be what I will be, is what it says there. And so I'll read that and go, oh my goodness, I never knew that before. Instead of saying, I am who I am, it says, I'll be whatever you need me to be. So what does that mean, Pastor Jeremy? It means when you walk in here and you feel weak, God says, I'll be your source of strength. How many know where I'm getting at today? Right? If you walk in here and you say, God, I feel low. I feel depressed. God says, I will be the wind beneath your wings. I will be your comforter, your counselor. I will be whatever it is you need me to be. And at that time, they needed a deliverer. His people are in bondage. They're slaves. And God said, guess what? I'll be the great I am, the deliverer. I'll take them out of Egypt. Why? We need the Holy Spirit. He is with me. He is with me. And not only is he with us, but he'll be whatever it is we need him to be. I need a counselor. I need a, I need a travel guide. I need someone to speak to me. I need someone to save me, to restore me, to set me free. And God said, I'll be that. I'll be that for you. When we're weak, he will be strong. When we're sad, he will be joy. If we need healing, he will be Jehovah Rapha. He'll be your healer in the mighty name of Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. This is what Paul says. Paul says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. I got plenty of grace. For my power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. That's like Gideon saying, God, I'm the weakest. We are the weakest clan in all Manasseh. And God says, perfect, that means you're powerful. Because I'll be power for you. 
There is power in the name of Jesus. There's power with the Holy Spirit. That's why I love Avenue Church. This isn't a place for strong people. This is a place for weak people. I need a bigger amen for that one. Right? We're not a perfect place for perfect people. We're a hospital. All right? We're barely making it in here. We're limping in here with our sin and our addiction. And we're saying, God, I need you. God, I need you. And God is bringing us on a spiritual journey of healing, of restoration. I'm preaching good today. We need the Holy Spirit. And he'll be whatever it is that we need. But I want to encourage you today. Christianity doesn't mean comfort. I wish it did. If you give your life to Jesus Christ, everything's going to be amazing. Everything you touch is going to turn to gold. You have favor. I'm blessed and highly favored. Come on, somebody. Right? Somebody asked me, how are you doing today? I said, I'm blessed and highly stressed. Come on, somebody. But Christianity does not mean comfort. The Holy Spirit's our comforter. He'll come in in our time of need. But you know what it is? I've had many experiences where I begin to trust God. Same thing with Moses. God said, go now. I'm going to use you and set the people free. And maybe there's a call of God in your life or God's been speaking to somebody in this room and God's saying, I want you to move from here to there. Or maybe when you gave your life to Jesus, you feel like a martyr. You feel like an attack. The, the, the enemy is attacking you. And I'm here to tell you that whatever pain or sickness or trial you're going through, yes, you might be uncomfortable, but there's something supernatural called peace. How many know it's peace over comfort? Because the Holy Spirit is peace. Pastor Jeremy, how'd you plan a church? Was it fun? No, it's fun. I'm having fun, but this entire process has been very uncomfortable. I was even telling, somebody asked me this week, they're birthing a new ministry, and they said, what was it like for you uh, the whole month before launching? I said, I would wake up in a cold sweat and go, pens, we need pens. I mean, I wake up my wife and go, right now we need pens. She goes, we don't have pens. I know. I don't have a pen to write it down. I was freaking out about everything. I was popping tums, right? I was like, Holy Spirit, right here, come on. Listen to me, church. I was uncomfortable, but I had peace. I knew I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I knew that God had a burning bush called Avenue Church for the southwest part of Las Vegas. I knew that people in the southwest part of town were waiting for Avenue to start. They were waiting for a life-giving message of Jesus Christ to come. Though you might be uncomfortable, and this is where when, when discomfort comes, we quit. But the Holy Spirit says, don't quit, but I'm going to give you peace. Because I'm doing something in you. I'm convicting you. I'm challenging you. But I love you. I got to encourage you today. The Holy Spirit, he is with us. He is with us. But number three, the Holy Spirit is in you. He is in you. First John chapter 2, verse 27. But you receive the Holy Spirit. He lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. And the, many of us will read the scripture. And I've heard many Christians say, I don't need church. I got the Holy Spirit. Yes, but you're kind of not right. <laughs> I don't need church. I got the Holy Spirit. But the next verse says this. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. is not a lie. So just as he taught you, remain in fellowship. In Christ. Remain in fellowship. In Christ. I need the Holy Spirit, but I still need you. I still need my small group. I still need the A-team. I still need to do life with others. 
Holy Spirit loves to use others. But I'm here to tell you today that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Lives inside of us. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, but you will receive power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses in Las Vegas, in Nevada, in the United States, and to the ends of the earth. You know what power means in the original language? It means dunamis. Dunamis, translated in English, means dynamite. You'll receive dynamite, explosion, power. What does that mean when the Holy Spirit lives inside of us? He changes us from the inside out. When you go to work on Monday morning, people say, something's different about you. What's going on? It's life-giving. It's powerful. It's peaceful. What's different about your home? Did you change the paint or the decor? And you're saying, no, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit. Remember, Holy Spirit's not weird. People made it weird. People have abused it or mistranslated it, but this is what it is. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Did you know you have the power to not quit? Trust me, it's uncomfortable. It's hard. But you have the power to not quit. You have the power to get through it. And church, hear me out. When you get through it, you'll be a witness to those all around it. And people are saying, you had every right to throw in the towel. You had every, every right to quit. I don't know how you did it. I don't know what took place. And you say, the Holy Spirit, my counselor, my teacher, my, my comforter, the Holy Spirit, we have the power to change. It will never be the same again. We'll know God. We'll find freedom. We'll discover purpose. We'll make a difference. But listen to me, church, without relationship, that just becomes a system instead of a spiritual journey. Don't you hear that? Without relationship with God, it just becomes a system. And you can cheat the system. You can cheat the system. But you'll never know God. And you'll never truly experience freedom. You'll be like Peter going back to fishing. To walk with Jesus for three and a half years and Jesus died. He, he, he denied Christ three times. He went back fishing. But thank goodness that Jesus died and he rose again. And he went to Peter and he said, is it working? Did it work out for you? Quitting, giving up. And Peter began to recognize him. Jumped out of the boat. Swam to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, will you forgive me? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. He said, Jesus, will you forgive me? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And Peter third time said, will you forgive me? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. I've forgiven you, but not only have I forgiven you, I've restored you. Not only have I restored you, but I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit because you can't feed until you've been filled. I'm going to use you for my praise and my glory. I'm going to give you dunamis, dynamite, power, because God is with us. God is inside of us. I want to encourage you, God lives in us. And so here's kind of the recap. I think I have a slide. I don't know. But here's a recap here. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than me. That's the vibe at Avenue Church. And so will you stand with me, please? I want to pray with you today. And here's what I asked. I asked the Holy Spirit, will you speak for yourself? I've done what I can. I've shared what I could in these 35 minutes. But Holy Spirit, will you speak to them? So worship team, we're going to sing a quick song. Worship team, come on out here.
But here's what I want you to understand. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not like Casper the Ghost. He's not going to like come inside of you, make your head turn or all the different ways. That's not what he's going to do. He's a gentleman. The Bible says he'll never leave us nor forsake us, but he's right beside us. And the Holy Spirit's like waiting, like trying to get inside your house. Like, can I come in, right? And he, you, you treat him like a solicitor, right? Go away. I don't need you, right? And the Holy Spirit's like, it's cool. If you let me in, I'll come in because he's a gentleman. He'll never force his way in, but he'll make his way known because we need him. We'll never be alone because the Holy Spirit is with us. And he'll always be with us because he lives in us. With every head bowed, every eye closed, come on out, singers. Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Father, I thank you that you turned to the disciples and you said, I must go so the Holy Spirit can come. A counselor, an advocate. So Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, begin to speak to this amazing church today. Father, I pray you begin to guide us in the steps we're supposed to take. Somebody's here today and you're asking God, which way do I go? I'm at a cross path. I'm at a, I'm at a fork in the road. I don't know which the way to go. Holy Spirit, I pray, give them an inkling, give them a hint, give them a step. Father, I pray there's a parent in this room today. You have a wayward son or daughter. And I want, you, I want the Holy Spirit to help you, to guide them, to say the right words, to say the right direction on where to take them towards the things of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for those that are here today. We're broken. We don't have any hope. We feel like we have no purpose. Holy Spirit, I pray, make yourself known for your praise and your glory. Holy Spirit, speak to us today in a greater measure. And we lift our hands today. We say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome into my life. If you're here today and you want the Holy Ghost, just raise your hands. Let's begin to worship together and say, Holy Spirit, I invite you in, into my life, into my thoughts, into my plans, into my heart. Holy Spirit, come on in.
you're our friend. God, we love you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that the Bible says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. With every head out of eye closed, I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart today. Maybe you're here today and there's some area in your life the Holy Spirit is pointing it out. It's almost like there's a darkness on the inside of you, but all of a sudden God's just kind of shining the light in one area. And God's saying, this is it. This is right here. Because that's how good he is. There's something toxic inside of us. God's going to go right here, give it to me. I'm not pointing it out to embarrass you. I'm pointing it out to set you free. So God, I thank you for that. If you're here with every head out of eye closed, maybe you're new here with us. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Christ. As I close today, I would love the honor to pray with you. Maybe you walked in here and you say, you know what? I have no purpose. I have no joy. I have no more hope. But Pastor, I need hope and I need healing today. I would love to pray with you. This prayer isn't a membership prayer. This prayer isn't uh, growth track step two. This prayer is simply saying, you know what? I need Jesus in my heart. I need him to live in my life. I would love the honor to pray that prayer with you. With every head out of eye closed, I'm not going to embarrass you, call you forward. I just want to know who I'm praying for. And if that's you today, just put a hand up, put it right back down. I would love to acknowledge it. Yes, yes, yes. It's up, right back down. Yes, yes. Anyone else? Up, right back down. That's a lot of hands today. Come on, give God a clap today. Amazing. So let's all pray this prayer together. Because we don't pray alone. We don't do life alone. Everyone say this prayer. Say, dear Jesus. Say, thank you for dying. On the, cross for me. on the cross for me. Say thank you for paying. Thank you for paying. For what I did. For what I did. So today, today I receive your forgiveness. Receive your forgiveness. Say be Lord of my life. Lord of my life. Say be number one. Be number one. Say with all my heart. With all my heart. The best way I know how. I'm gonna live for you. Say I now know who I am. I am saved. I am redeemed. I'm a child of God. Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc.